That's How You Feel podcast, a no-nonsense platform where we talk about life, how to know yourself, and let go of all that no longer serves you by shifting your perspectives one thought at a time and really opening yourself up to new possibilities. We have interviews with guests along with personal vulnerable stories from the host, as well as other topic discussions. On this platform, we hope that you find the answers that you're searching for. In the words of Marcus Aurelius, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. Keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments. How's it going, everybody? It is January the 30th, 2023. Um, I had a strong pull to do an episode today and just want to do a pre-warning for this episode. That's a trigger warning. If anyone is currently going through, um, you know, a very depressive, dark space in their life, um, anything related maybe to even suicidal tendencies, don't don't listen to this episode then or just you know, take that into consideration that we might be talking about some heavy things that might trigger you. And so to do what's best for you, honor yourself, only you're going to know what feels appropriate for you. And at any given time you're listening to this and you're like, whoa, I can't do this right now. Yeah, log off. This is just a perspective piece. And for anyone to um, take this as any kind of like medical advice or whatever, in general, it's not. It's just a perspective piece. So um do what you need to do to to do the best things for yourself and your own mental health and your own well-being. So just note that this is not here to be any sort of medical advice or to even be trauma counseling for you. This is just a perspective piece to talk about the different things that come about in life that we all might struggle from and to gain new wisdom and understanding that you might have been looking through things through a wrong lens or one that was Um, very narrow-minded or limited in some way to get a better understanding that there's things that um, you may not see or may not understand or maybe things that um, you don't want to to identify with or that you're denying, suppressing, repressing. The list is endless. And so that's all this platform is ever going to be is simply a tell-it-like-it-is unfiltered uh, raw episodes that just talk about life-isms from one person's perspective that has looked into many different perspectives and just sharing it back with you all. So today's episode, we're going to talk about depression. And the thing about depression is a lot of people think that they're depressed and then that means that they have depression. That's not what depression is. It is a very debilitating disorder. It causes the way in which you are affected by your mood. And as we know, your mood is changed by your thoughts. And so there's going to be uh, moments in uh, someone who has clinical depression where they're having this major disconnect of reality. And so when you're in a depressive state, you still have an ability to to gauge um, your thoughts for the most part, where you might just go through bouts of depression where something sad happens to you or you feel lost or confused but the underlying thing is like you know like there's something better for you out there you believe that you can change or that things have been different for you in the past where people that have clinical depression have probably always felt this way or have endured an incredibly long period of this state 
where something has happened to them that has basically made them shut down and to believe and perceive life through one lens, that they don't believe in hope, that they don't believe that there's another option for them, that they have completely disconnected from from things being uh, possible to them. They have lost optimism. They've really lost hope. And it's really hard for them to see clearly because their mood has been so disrupted by the way in which um, this disorder has impeded their way of viewing life. And so it can be very confusing at times with people that think that they have depression or people that are going through a depressive state. So I just really want to make this really clear distinction in the way that I'm going to talk about this perspective today is I myself and someone who has clinical depression their entire life. And so I can talk about this from my own perspective piece of understanding what it's like to be somebody that doesn't believe, that doesn't think that there's another option for them, or that they hope that they're attaching themselves to this belief that there has to be something better, but it's always out of your reach, that it almost feels impossible. And one of the scariest things about depression is that it's almost untraceable. When somebody is really clinically depressed, you you can show up at times as as a completely different person to the world. That even like talking to shrinks and stuff, they you might even learn how to play the system to just get it done so you can leave. So you don't have to withstand somebody poking and prodding you. That you don't want to be examined. That you don't want help in a lot of ways because you think that nobody can help you. And so it gets really complicated in this uh, really terrible disorder that um that you feel completely alone and that is one of the tall tale signs of someone that has depression is that you feel alone that you have felt alone probably your whole life or for an extended period of time that nobody understands you nobody gets you and it may be really maddening and unnerving at times where you're just like i people don't get what i'm going through they cannot see what i'm seeing they cannot understand then that's what you've created this reality that you believe that there's nothing else out there for you. You've become so one track minded and disconnected from, from your feelings that you don't believe that there's other possibilities. And it can be, it can be really challenging where like myself, I'm a very high functioning person that has depression where my whole entire life, because of the other subsets of my conditioning and programming that I grew up with, where there's a a phrase, you know, like they call depression the luxury disorder. And in many ways it is. Where I didn't have the luxury to sit around and do nothing. I didn't have the luxury to go be wallowed in in my suffering, to stay consumed in it, to um to get over it per se or to get to get all the way in it. I had to just deal with it as I I was living because I was in survival mode. I had to make sure that I was taking care of myself. I had to do whatever I needed to do. I had to work. I had to go to school. I just was in this conditioning that I had to just do whatever I had to do to please everybody else around me. But my current real state was that I was deeply depressed underneath it all, that I felt disconnected from myself and everything around me. Like I felt like a very much an alien and a black sheep of my family. I felt completely alone, that nobody understood me, nobody got me, that I couldn't get my needs met, that there was nobody to help me, and I felt completely lost and hopeless. And that I would even use escapism like daydreaming 
you would daydream a lot um, with people that have major depression where you paint almost like this fantasy and reality world for yourself of like, this is what life should be like. That's what you tell yourself. It's like, this is what, what should be my life, but it's not. And so you don't even believe that this this fantasy is real or could be real. You just use it as a, a way to escape the, the current constraints of your life. That it's really just this, um, at times can be a destructive tool, but sometimes it's just like the most, uh, the the coping mechanism that you use to be able to, to carry on where it's like for the high functioning people where we just have to channel that emptiness and sadness into something that at least if I fantasize about something, I can distract my mind enough that the reality doesn't sit in sink in that I, I I'm depressed. And so it's a very complicated situation with depression where um, on the outside world, you could appear to be a hundred percent fine. If we look in like, you know, famous, you know, people that had depression uh, like Robin Williams or Anthony Bourdain or Kate Spade, like these are people that all were successful. They had it all, but on the inside, highly depressed people that took their own lives and that's what it's like where it's it's like you're just trapped in your persona that you have this mask onto the world and you feel guilty whenever you honor how you really feel inside that you have caused yourself to disconnect completely from your true self that you are just showcasing to the world somebody that you're not fully it doesn't mean that you aren't like that sometimes or that you don't embody part of that, but the whole essence underneath in, in the background is this highly depressed, detached, disconnected person. And with depression, it can go in many different ways of, um, you know, just deep sadness, grief, just pain and suffering. You can be morose at times, but in all honesty with depression, you're really not this miserable person where you're leeching, you know, the life out of other people. You are just in this whole con- consumption of your own misery where you don't think that there's other things out there for you. And so at times you can closet yourself off to the world where you don't talk about anything that's going on with you. You do everything to avoid talking about how you feel. So you're going to use things to distract your mind. Like I said, you can use escapism like a fantasy or you can do self-destructive habits, which most of us develop when we have depression. We're like, okay, well, this is my reality. Like, I feel like shit all the time. I don't know how to change this. I hate everything. I feel nothing. Um, that What am I going to do? I'm going to pleasure seek. I'm going to do everything that I at least can kind of feel good about myself for like a small moment. And I'm gonna just going to run with it. Where, you know, it's like we develop self-destructive habits like drugs and alcohol, gambling, sex, shopping, you know, whatever addiction is out there just to fuel um, some sort of space within us where we can kind of feel something. And what happens is that we hit this point where none of these things are doing anything. And somebody that's been in depression for a really long time, what is it going to take to get you out of it? Something really fucking terrible and this is like I've done so much research over the last like four years of reading so much psychology and like different like uh you know biographies about people who've had like a lot of major struggles and shit and it's almost all the same man we go through these same exact pivotal moments in our life where we have to hit rock fucking 
bottom because that's what triggers us to finally feel, to get in touch with ourselves, to understand all of these hidden layers that we were incapable of accessing because we had created the reality that nothing would ever change. And that to me is really what depression is all about is that you believe that nothing will change. That is the belief system that you've created, that you are stuck you are miserable, you have no nowhere else to go, you can't find an answer or solution, you don't feel anything sometimes, you just feel numb. Like a lot of people, like we talk about, you just feel like a robot where you're completely disconnected from having any true emotions. You just are going about your day and maybe like when you're alone privately, you kind of just like feel into these emotions and just say, this shit sucks, you know? But it's like, you're probably not really crying that much. Or if you are crying, it's more just like, catharsis like um like muscle memory programming but you're not really emoting you're not processing things that you really feel you might just be crying because you're just like this shit just sucks but you aren't able to articulate anything you are incapable of communicating you because you're that disconnected from yourself and therefore you're that disconnected from what you actually feel and it's really complicated where um other people that might have bouts of depressive states can really articulate, you know, to people being like, my life sucks, like it's going down the gutter, blah, 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 blah. Like they're just miserable. They're just complaining. But they're also, they're able to talk about it. We're somebody that's really depressed. We're incapable of discussing this. It's really hard for us to communicate. And so I think that's one clear distinction between somebody that has clinical depression versus people that have depressed moments in their life. And it took, like I said, a really terrible series of events for me to get my shit together, to pull myself out of depression. Or now I can say, I can go through depressive states, but I'm no longer clinically depressed. I don't have that. And luckily for me, I was smart enough that I knew how to manipulate the system, that I never got put on to medication and whatever, because I was just like, I'm just going to keep focusing on doing my stuff. Where in my household um, growing up, I had a very dysfunctional home, very chaotic, crazy, where there was moments where my family was like, okay, we need to go to like family therapy because it's just really bad. And and we would go for like a little bit and nothing would really change where the main rift in my home was like my brother. It was like the basis for a lot of shit. Um, and I just didn't really talk about anything. And when I would go to the, these therapy sessions, I basically didn't talk. I didn't say anything at all. They would ask me questions and I would give very mute answers of like maybe yes or no. And then one day they asked me to like draw a picture of my family. So I drew every single member of my family, including my cat and my dog. And I omitted my brother. <laughs> just like, and because that's how bad it was where I was just like, this dude's like a fucking nightmare, man. Like I just... I, I, and that was the first time, like, I think my parents and like the therapist was like, oh shit, there's some shit going on. All right. Like, but that was like, as far as they got, because then after that, I just like, like my parents were just like, this is too hard to keep up. Like nobody wants to fucking be here. Cause everybody's emotionally unavailable. Nobody in our family can talk about things. Like it's just like this fucking shit fest. And so luckily, like for me, it was like, I understood the game. Like I was like, oh, if I give certain answers, um they'll they'll like let me off the hook or like if i communicate about certain things uh people will leave me alone and then i don't have to talk about my feelings i don't have to talk about what's really going on and so i really developed like the skill of being able to say just enough 
so that no one would ever raise suspicion. I could say just enough that nobody would ever ask me and again how I was feeling because I would just be able to say like, oh, this is like what's going on in my life. Yeah, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, da, 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 da. Cool, like, oh, Kate seems fine. You know, she seems great. So that no one would ever ask questions because that was also a defense mechanism. And that's one major thing that people that have clinical depression do is we have a fortress wall of defense mechanisms and resistance to change. And those are going to be the number one things that uh, people that suffer from depression are really fucking good at. And it's programmed and ingrained in us to a point where we're not even fully aware how defensive and resistant we are to change. And so um, what ends up happening is you can kind of build these scenarios throughout life where you've put on this mask persona that you can get away with enough just so people can kind of leave you alone. And that because you're so defensive and resistant to change, you're never getting yourself out of how you truly feel. That you just distract yourself, you just go through life, you're a fucking robot, just feel detached, disconnected, miserable all the fucking time. And still kind of praying that something will change, but you don't actually believe that there's a fucking change out there for you. That it's just this dark repetitive pattern that's just like a dark cloud that's over you for so long and no matter how many like moments of like happiness you might feel it's like almost immediately that that dark cloud comes back and that is the most painful part of depression is that it doesn't fucking go away and it has to take something really catastrophic for you to really to go deep and that's what it took for me was like, fuck, man, I think it was about 10 solid years straight of just terrible things happening to me one after another, after another, after another for me to finally get my shit together. But really, it was like, man, three major years were so bad for me. Just was like, I couldn't believe like the number of things that like, I went through. I was like, holy shit, man, like how the fuck did I get through some of those things? And it's wild but that's like what it takes like for us is to finally feel and it's it's um it's like it has to match that you don't feel good and in order for you to feel good you have to feel how terrible things are because that's what gets you in tuned to start finding the balance because once things get so bad you're like oh my god i have to make a change now where before you were just scooting by and believing that there was no change and you were able to just stay comfortable in your misery. Like that's how complicated this shit gets. And so you've used cognitive dissonance to believe that there is nothing better for you, but you are uh, comfortable in it, that you don't want to change, that you're resistant to finding another solution, that you're defensive when anyone comes around of being like, hey man, like have you ever thought about like doing this or this, that or whatever, you know, or like, hey, maybe like therapy might be good for you. Hey, this... And you're just like, eh, it doesn't work for me, you know, nothing, blah, 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 just super defensive. Or you're just like nod your head and just like go away in your mind, like just leave me the fuck alone type of shit. Um, and so then when you finally feel how terrible life is, that starts feeling you being like, oh, shit, you know, it's like, okay, I, I, I really don't want to be here now. Like that has motivated you now. That's inspired you to start looking for for something better. So now the the wheels are moving where you're like, okay, this can't be it for me. Like I can't be here anymore. This is this is really bad. I I gotta get myself out of this shit. And that's what it took for me to finally start waking up. And that's like what transformed my life into like everything of getting to know myself deeper and like really going deep on like a spiritual awakening journey. And it was beautiful. Like everything that happened to me 
was happened you know it just it just is and it was catapulted me to like a brand new situation like the person I am today and where I'm at now is something that I only could dream of years ago and so I'm so grateful to be here and the more like research I've done like things like I've read and stuff like this happens to so many fucking people like Eckhart Tolle man like that dude was in depression for like I don't think 20 years or something and then he said he just woke up one day finally and was just like oh shit so there can be other times where it's just like everyone's journey is unique where the terrible things don't have to happen to you like Eckhart Tolle he didn't go anything catastrophic it was just like one day the switch turned on him and he finally was just like oh shit like I can't be like this anymore let me get my shit together um so it's like mind you it doesn't have to be but nine times out of ten for a lot of people it's going to be something really terrible happens for you to finally be like, oh, this isn't how I want to live my life. This isn't how I want to like show up in the world and that I can change or that I have to change now. And it's really the main thing is that you finally got this inform- uh, information where you're like, this no longer is working for me. I got to go a different direction. Um, and then other people uh, like Eckhart Tolle, where it's just like you just feel disconnected. You feel numb for a really long period of time you feel absolutely nothing and in many ways if you want to get spiritual it it kind of forms you during those really pinnacle long periods of depression where um you had to just sit with yourself where he he talks about like he kind of understood himself to a certain degree within that introspection of his depressional state where he understood the the absence of things and so i think for him and his particular journey was what was really self-identifying um, that a lot of people avoid doing when they're in depressive states at times. Like for, like for me, for example, where I was like, I avoided how I really felt because I didn't think that it was appropriate. I didn't think that it was possible. I didn't think that uh, I thought in many ways that I was fine, that I could just go, go through life the way that I was. But for others, it's just kind of like they are given this long period of time in their life to do this really deep introspection of what it feels like to kind of feel nothing that void space and then the universe will kind of grant you like the next phase of being like okay you've now fully you know understood what this what this has to offer you that we're going to now start sending you a lot of really good information and for you to then be able to take action and start moving in your life and that's something to know on just the spiritual side of things is that these are all processes and steps that you have to endure and for me i had to endure a lot of series of just you know, a tale of unfortunate events because it made me believe that good could happen for me because I really was programmed that nothing good could ever happen for me or that I would only receive small bouts of good, that everything in my life was conditional and transactional and very temporary. And so this created um, a system in me to believe the polar opposite because anything in life is duality that I had to fully understand how terrible things were and how low things were for me to have the empathy and compassion for others who were in that position that's something I've always been like really good at is being able to connect with people who are going through really difficult struggles where it made me empathetic as fuck where I was just like man I get you like I understand you or like I felt bad for them or want to help them in any way like that was just like my natural calling is to be of service and I think that that was a blessing for me in many ways where through my unfortunate events allowed me to be a really compassionate and empathetic person and then through that struggle for myself also helped me see that there if I can endure this much suffering that I also can have so much joy 
and so much happiness in my life that that is achievable for me. It took me a long motherfucking time to believe that, but that's what it was, that my life could be that way. And that's the same thing with with anybody, regardless of if you have a depression or you go through depressive states, is understanding that everything is duality, that you're able to utilize the current state that you're in to know that there's other options out there for you, that if this is it right now, it doesn't have to remain that way. I can change my perspective. I can change my reality. And obviously, it's it's a good thing to have this humbleness where you could be on a roller coaster of good times and not let that go to your head where just you want to enjoy those good times fully as they are and not take them for granted not think that they're always going to be there tomorrow but not living in fear either it's just a really complicated thing being a human being and with depression it's it seems impossible when you have depression everything seems impossible and to the people that have clinical depression man it's this this is not easy and i commend you for making any small adjustment in your attitudes and your thought process to even have hope for a shred of a second man that hope is what that keeps you alive that hope is what keeps you moving in a new direction and if you can keep fueling that hope you can get out of it like it is so possible but when you're deep and dark in that that, that depression it feels empty it feels like nothing will change and it's it's really debilitating where like i said for me i was a high functioning person that suffers depression where i couldn't i felt like i couldn't ever lay around and just feel that nothingness be consumed by it and that's something that's really sad where it's like i think i needed that and as i started like healing and stuff i would have like small moments of that but i've never been anyone that was like bedridden or uh you know just didn't wash myself for like days on end or whatever like I never neglected myself that severely but I think if anything it's like man I could have I should have in in some ways I think I would have it would have made my healing journey a lot easier I think where I could have been more compassionate just to allow myself to be human to allow myself to have this really um this this deep moment to to say that it's okay for me to like feel like giving up sometimes and to kind of just lay lay down where for a lot of my problems stem from like overachieving like perfectionism and just doing the motherfucking most where i will guilt and shame the shit on myself if i'm like lazy like that's like something built in me where i'm like oh fuck i'm being lazy i gotta get up i go i gotta go do something gotta work gotta work gotta work um that that overrided most of my depression states where that's what i would just use to distract myself of out of depression i've just been well at least if i just work my whole life away then i won't feel depressed um as much and so there's there's levels to this shit and then for the people that are bedridden man where they can't see anything it's so painful man like i've unfortunately have witnessed that so many times like i think a vast majority of the men i've dated have major depression and obviously like one person took their own life and that was like a really debilitating thing for me to witness just like just oh man like depression's fucked up man it's it's really it's really sad it's really scary and it just feels hopeless 
for for everybody around you even watching you have depression and then for you being consumed in it it's it's just so painful and so for anyone that's suffering through this it's like i get you man i fucking get you and this is not easy so for you to listen to this episode and to still be listening to this right now give yourself a fucking round of applause like this shit is amazing to get to these moments where i used to be that way or I can see the light at the end of the tunnel or I believe now that there is something better for me. I have hope. Hope is what's going to keep you alive, man. It's, it really is in so many ways when, when shit just seems so, so lost and empty. And one thing, like I was saying, where we go through these depressive states um, where people say that they're in depression and shit, but a lot of times it's it can almost be like an insult to somebody that has clinical depression man that has like the depressive disorder and um because this is the thing it's like when people are saying they're depressed and complaining about it and like are really articulating how they feel and shit to somebody around somebody that has um depression it's almost like misery loves company they just want to bring you down in it and then someone that's in depression they kind of like go down with the shit man like think about like if you're in a relationship like i went through that shit it's not fun where you know, people will say and do some fucked up ass shit, man, where this is one thing too, I will say. And this is like Kate 5.0 where I'll just say the shit that I feel, man. And this is something that I feel, which I think is one of the lowest motherfucking cowardly ass shit, punk ass bitch ass shit to ever say to somebody is people that threaten people um, that don't actually have like depression in the same way that other people do. And and they use this like phrase because they don't want to be alone. They don't want to be rejected. They don't want to feel pain or whatever uh, that manipulate and fucking project this bullshit onto you that will say they're like, oh, don't like you can't leave me. Otherwise, I'm going to take my life. Like That's the fucking lowest scumbag ass shit you can say, man. And I don't give a shit like that's how that's how I feel, man, where that's that's some cowardly ass shit, man, where don't ever say that to somebody that actually has depression or that's gone through shit where they've lost somebody to depression and suicide it's it's just so fucking painful because people that have depression then they just go spiraling deep dark into their shit man they just it's just it's really painful where you're just like man you're really gonna fucking project that shit onto me right now you're really gonna make me feel guilty because you don't feel good you're gonna use this to manipulate me and shit or to uh guilt tripping me into making me feel bad for you like, that's some fucked up ass shit. Because people that actually have depression, we don't talk about things. We just don't communicate. We're incapable of communicating how we truly feel. Or when we do talk, it's like we're not talking about ourselves in the same sense of really being in tune with us. We're just like, life sucks. Or just like, I just, I can't feel. Everything is empty and numb. Everything sucks. It's just generalized but we're incapable of really articulating like how we really feel or like what's got us to this point of feeling. And so for the other people, like I said, that get into these like really nasty fits of like feeling shitty where they just, they're just miserable. That's a whole different ball game where it's like, you're not depressed really. You're just fucking miserable and you're trying to take everybody down with you. And you're fully aware that you're miserable. That's a fucked up thing. It's like they may not be aware of their actions, but they're fully aware that they are miserable. Where a depressed person doesn't actually really know 
how miserable they truly are because they're so disconnected. And so I just really want to make sure that people understand that there's like a major difference when we kind of like toss around like a lot of these labels and situations and and states of being. Like everything in life is temporary, but there are people that have created the reality for themselves that that is their reality, that they have been stuck in that dark space for so long. And, you know, a lot of people, like I said, that I know that have had major depression um, and and that I, I myself have had it is that it is from the jump, man. It's been your whole fucking life. It's not this thing that that's you've never seen it life another way that you were born through that lens in many ways so um yeah it's it's just really hard to explain to people that that haven't had that that kind of feeling before but i think now within the collective is that a lot of us are coming to the surface that have felt lost and disconnected because this was our our calling in life and this is major for the people that are in my generation like people that have pluto and scorpio we're the ones that have been asked to heal ourselves because as we heal ourselves we're going to heal the collective and so we have a little bit bigger burden to carry in the sense that we're here to transform scorpio is about death and rebirth so we were born into certain situations in our life and we're programmed and conditioned in a certain way that we've chosen these paths for ourselves to be the ones to save ourselves so that we can make changes and live a life differently and hopefully inspire others to do the same. That's really what our generation is about. And so it's been this really cool and empowering thing for me to look at where every single person that I encounter that's from my generation, we have almost like the tame, same like timestamp signature of just like, one fucked up series of events in our lives that have catapulted us to undergo drastic transformations that have made us have to take deep introspective looks at ourselves and disconnect from everything that we once knew to to really heal ourselves and hope and help other people do the same and it's really beautiful it is so beautiful and it has really caused a ripple effect in other generations around us like the people that are older than us and the people that are younger than us but we're like everything that i've read you know like over the years is like really been that been that same exact kind of message and then this is we're we're all in the age of aquarius that this is this is a time for for great expansion of through wisdom and wisdom is going to be channeled very differently for everybody but we're making changes and I hope that gives people like a glimmer of hope that, you know, we've all been chosen to to take a different step out of the same routine that's happened over centuries. Like we're here to make a change that this, this go about. And for the people that are still deep in their depression or just living with their depression where it's like it doesn't just go away overnight. This is a progression where it's like I got really good at understanding like how to you know, play the system, like I said, for many years, it just mean like, if I distract myself enough, I won't feel it. So that's, that means I'm not a depressed person, even though I was. <laughs> um, and so that's something to to note of your, your coping skills, like learning like your coping skills and the things that you're doing, just being consciously aware of, and then knowing how to really tune into like what's really hidden beneath it. And then for those that actually uh, just check out, that don't, don't uh, distract themselves or just consumed in that. This is asking you to start digging deeper of like, what can I f- actually feel? Is there something that I can do to, to make me feel? Like that should just be your motivation is be like, how does one feel? 
what do I got to do to to find some healthy outlet? And, you know, like I've talked about this in other episodes of of really asking yourself, like, what's happened in your life to get you to this point? Like, do you remember any moment in your life where you you felt uh, like a really strong visceral reaction and start understanding what those emotions feel like? So that's something that's a great tool for you to use is just kind of like recalculating in your brain of like, when was the last time you felt something or how did, did you feel? Did you feel the full range of those emotions? If you've never felt a full range of emotions, that's a good thing to start exploring and be like, what are things that can help me start feeling again? Um, And then another thing too, like on this journey is really about uh, remembering you know, the happy times, if you've had any happy times in your life, I hope people have had at least one happy memory in their life to really remember that and hold on to that too, to know what that feeling felt like. Um, as I was going through like a lot of shit in my life, especially during like my spiritual awakening, like beginning of my processes and in the middle again, it's like I said, this, this journey is not linear and you have many spiritual awakenings uh, on your journey. It's not just one and you're done. It's, it's multiple. <laughs> and so like within one of my awakenings was this period where I get to take like the act of uh, reconciliation and get like penance, like being like a Catholic person that is really great for me. Like I, I really love that sacrament of being able to like talk to somebody and to get advice. It's just like super simple, but done in a way that that resonates with me a little bit more. And so luckily it's like, I, I do go to like one of the the same priests I go to for my, for, for my reconciliation. And, uh, whenever I talk about life to him, cause it's like, I'm not really, I don't have anything to confess like, like sin wise, like crazy shit or anything like that. But it's just like, you just go and you just talk about shit of being like, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, maybe I'm like feeling guilty about this or maybe like things are, um, you know, like I don't, don't know how to approach things or I feel like maybe I'm avoiding it or maybe I'm lying to myself just like things like that and so um one of the major penances he always fucking gives me <laughs> is I want you to sit and really think about one like the happy moments and the first time he gave me that penance it I was shocked where I was like I couldn't remember happy moments in my life it was really hard for me to like pinpoint and I was like when was the last time I felt happy have I had a happy moments ever in my life? Like it took me a really long time where I was like, damn, this is a really fucking good penance to have because <laughs> I I couldn't for the life of me remember what that felt like. And so it was almost impossible for me to believe that I could feel that way again. And it was a really eye-opening experience for me that I had been so dis- disconnected with what that that felt like that it was hard and almost impossible for me to believe that I could feel that way again. And, and as like time went on, I was like, Oh, okay, no, I'm tripping. I'm like, there, there were happy moments. Okay, cool. And then I can start focusing on those things. But I was shocked at myself. I was like, Holy shit, this is something like I'm not familiar with that. Like, I don't know uh, how to tap into that on the outside. It's like, I'm a very like happy go lucky person in the sense that it's like, shit, don't bother me. Like, I'm like, it's really not that big of a deal what other people do or like, what's going on in the world or like the things that I'm even doing sometimes. It's just like, I'm just cool. And even when I'm in, like when I was unhealed, that's kind of how I would just was in life where it's just like nothing bothered me. Nothing really got under my skin too, too deeply. I just kind of was like, okay, I'm just kind of here, just filling space. Like just this weird fucking human thing here. 
Um, but then I realized like, oh, I actually need to start um, remembering what what made me feel good though. It's like, just cause it's like, I appear to be good. doesn't mean I actually feel good. And that's why that was so challenging for me to connect with, of being like, damn, do I feel? <laughs> and that was like really, really wild. Cause it's like, just cause somebody's like super expressive. Like think Robin Williams, man, like dude was so funny and like so expressive and he could have this full range of emotions, but he couldn't feel and or if he did feel it was just that they're just deep dark i mean obviously i don't know the man to to know like how he really was going through but i can empathize being like i know what it's like to feel that low and that dark and to just feel empty like nothing matters or just lose hope whatever and it's just it's just a really terrible thing man like i don't wish that upon anyone to have like clinical depression it's it's just something that it just yeah it's just it's it's hopeless man like that's just what i i i really empathize with depression is just this utter feeling of hopelessness that you're alone and that things are not going to change for you and you don't know how to to get out or that you don't even believe that there's a way out and everyone's going to handle that differently and uniquely for them depending on uh their, their life circumstances and so i just hope that everybody in the collective is able to to understand that if you're able to really get in touch with your feelings, then you have hope for yourself and you're able to to make changes that you can start changing your thoughts. You start changing the way that you think you're able to change the way that you feel. If you change the way that you feel, you can change your actions. But for the people that are in the deep depression, we don't know how to connect with any of those things. We don't even know how to connect with our thoughts. Like a lot of times it's like, we don't even have thoughts about anything. We're just like consumed, like I've said, like in, in kind of fantasy land or just the absence of thoughts and just numbing ourselves out completely or feeling numb that, yeah, you're just kind of like in a daze and in a cloud. Like you might even look and feel robotic. Like you just have no no feelings whatsoever. That That's really sad and it's really hard to to kind of jumpstart life again. But there is there is always hope. It's just uh, being able to find those glimpses of of asking yourself those questions. Like you have to go deep within. You really need to do the introspective work to really understand like your mechanics and who, and who you truly are. That that doesn't have to be your forever reality. If like if that's what you're accepting it is, and that's what it becomes. And that's why we stay in these depression states for long times because that is the reality we've created. But they don't teach you this shit, man. Like they don't fucking teach you this shit in school. They don't teach you shit like this in the fucking media. It's just so far removed. And I really hope that like my generation, we get our shit together where we can actually make this part of our reality where there there's outlets, there's resources, there's more people that feel vulnerable enough to talk about these things because it's it's what's plaguing our, our, our world where we're just so cut off from each other and ourselves that we're we're making really terrible mistakes like man like the it's like i generally don't watch the news um like i'll I'll research shit but i try not to watch or read the news um but whenever like i overhear things or stumble across something it's like the number of just like fucking shootings and shit like over the years is just like just so fucking unnecessary where man if those people had somebody to talk to had somebody to feel like they belonged, that they connected with, or that they could be healed from their problems, can go so far, man. 
it can go so far. So I just hope that people uh, listening have like more empathy after today's episode where you just take a moment to like appreciate, like if you can tune into yourself and fully say like, I feel this way, like I'm able to do X, Y, and Z, be fucking grateful. Be fucking grateful. Or if you have the ability to remember happy moments in your life and it's easy for you, be fucking grateful. Because there's a lot of people that don't have happy memories ever in their life or can't remember the last time that they've been happy. If you're able to like make any sort of independent thought form and better yourself, you are fucking lucky. There are people that don't have that supportive system around them or don't think that they have the ability to make decisions for themselves that stay stuck in really like depressive states because that's their that's their environment that's what their conditioning and their programming is that's what their reality is for them and so just note that the things that you want out of life sometimes somebody else wants where you're you're at you know like that's a good way to look at things where even yourself where one day you are going to be in the place that you always wanted to be. And you're going to look back and be like, damn, like I dreamt about this moment all the time. Like I need to appreciate and be grateful that I I made it to this point. Um, Or other days when you're that low, just knowing like, man, like think back and remember when was the day like you were happy. Like I, there's been happy times in my life. I am able to get there or, you know, same and vice versa. I'd be like, man, I can look forward. Like, there's good shit, like, coming along the way. It's like, I don't have to stay consumed in this shit. Like, that's the main takeaway point from from my platform in general is always, like, just shifting our perspectives. Like, seeing that there's other ways of viewing the world and knowing that everything is fucking temporary. That I can change my attitude. I can change my whole demeanor, you know, today, tomorrow, next week, a year from now. It's like, it's it's always changing. It's just, are you the one making the changes or are changes happening around you? That's the difference of how to live life. And so I hope that like me being honest and vulnerable in this episode and really like matter of fact and like even like coming off with like a little bit of spice where I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. Like, that's how I feel like with some people that be like miserable as fuck trying to drag other people down with them shit. Like that's some bullshit ass, stank ass attitude, man. Like people like that, like, is what makes people feel bitter or makes people feel stuck. Like, like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm surrounding myself with. Like, being manipulative and vindictive and shit. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, fuck all the way off. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I'm not judging you for it either. Like, I pray that you find the answers that you need to heal yourself so you stop projecting onto other people. Like, it's just, it's not cool. But you know, like, yeah, forgiveness is forgiveness. Like anyone that's done that shit to me, it's like, I've forgiven them and I've accepted it. And I've just been able to like utilize it as like something that's good for me. But I also know how damaging that can be to people where, man, it's like people say that shit. And then it's like, that person isn't the one that's going to take their life. They cause the other person to take their life, man. It's just, it's just so fucked up. And I just hope that people can be a little bit more mindful about themselves. Like, Yes, we're going to fly off the handle and say some fucked up ass shit, but everything in life is forgivable. But if you're able to take responsibility for your fucking self, your own well-being, that makes the world of difference. Where if you take care of yourself, then you're probably not going to be flying off the handle all crazy and shit. But it, you know, it's, it's the reality we're living in is like, yeah, there's a lot of people that are failing to take accountability for themselves and 
the best thing you can do for yourself is just just be in charge of you don't worry about other people just just have the empathy of being like damn they they're that miserable or they're that hurt they're that traumatized that that's that's them just projecting that onto me i don't have to take it as my truth and just keep doing what you need to do for you and and not judge them and love them and hope the best for them but you got to find your your peace you got to find what speaks to you and help yourself and i hope that anyone that's in these bouts of depression understands that they're not alone in this that there are people that feel the same exact way as them and then at times this can honestly be a gift because it's asking you to go within to find yourself to figure out what is it going to take for you to change do you want change to happen for you and to you or do you want to be the one making the change so as always keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments love and light kate